Chi Valley, a show about Sheffield startups, is a podcast dedicated to Sheffield startup ecosystem. It's exciting startups and founders, investors, and stakeholders from different organizations supporting the growth of entrepreneurs. I am Dennis, and I'm bringing you episode 19 with Tom Wolfenden and Wallace Tran from Sheffield Technology Parks. As you well know, Sheffield Technology Parks supports this podcast, but that is not the reason I invited Tom and Rolls. STP is a pillar in our ecosystem, and the support the organization provides for startups and scale-ups is very valuable for Sheffield. They are deeply invested into the mission to develop our city's business environment, and I wanted to give you a chance to learn more about Sheftech Parks from the people running it and its many different programs. Enjoy the show! And I'm here today with Rose Tran and Tom Wolfenden from Sheffield Technology Parks. Hello, how are you? Hey, Dennis. Good, thank you. Hi, Dennis. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having us today. Yes, it's been a long time coming. Happy to finally, happy to finally do that. And uh, let's jump to the first question. I want to ask both of you to tell me a little bit more about your professional careers up to uh, joining Sheffield Technology Parks. Rose, do you want to go first, Tom? Yeah. I'll let Rose first. All right. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. So for myself, I have worked across different sectors from private commercial sector to non-for-profit and third sector as well. Before coming to the UK, I used to work as a customer service manager as well as project and, and event leader back home in my home country, Vietnam. And then I came to the UK for my master's degree. And then luckily I got the first job here as enterprise coach, where I help many social entrepreneur to start up their enterprise. And I think so far I, I help more than a hundred social enterprises across South Yorkshire. And now I became project coordinator at Sheffield Technology Park. So <laughs> I have worked with Tom and some other team member as well. And it was very interesting that I met Tom through LinkedIn by accident, right, Tom? <laughs> yeah, we found we found Rose on LinkedIn and uh, got in touch because we were looking looking for someone to look after our Coop project uh, and the other projects we had involved. So yeah, you, you looked well. You are the perfect candidate. You looked like it, and thankfully you are as well. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah, so- a, bit of, a bit of my background, so quite varied really. So I started with an arts degree in film, that's what brought me to Sheffield here. That led on to self-employment in kind of digital marketing. So we did graphic design, video production, a bit of web production. And that was kind of working as a small agency model really. But I took a change of career, moved into property. So initially on the tools and then progressed into property management. We're doing industrial property management before I moved to Sheffield Technology Parks in 2013. So when I arrived in 2013, it was very much a property focus. I was managing the workstation and the technology parks. So that was, a, you know, the workstation is more of a creative digital and we're obviously digital technology. And over those five years really got cemented into the kind of sector and economic development of Sheffield. So that's where I've been. Uh, and then I uh, left the workstation in 2018 to focus on STP full time. And since then we've launched the Cooper project, really reset our economic development ambitions really. So launched the Cooper project in data and other projects around that. That's actually a great transition to the second question, which is to present Sheffield Technology Parks to our audience in more depth. What is the purpose of the organization? What is its place in Sheffield's ecosystem? And what are some current programs that entrepreneurs can make use of? 
So Sheffield Technology Park's been around since 1989. It opened as a city centre science park. And back then it was part of the, you know, in addressing the challenge of post-industrial decline in Sheffield as with a lot of other northern cities. Since that time, we've helped over a thousand businesses to either locate or start and grow in the city. We exist to bolster the knowledge and technology-led economy in the city and do this through accommodating kind of interesting and innovative businesses. Since we opened, lots of similar organisations have flourished. So actually, rather than being the only place to start and grow a business, we're actually part of a, a tech and digital economy uh, landscape and ecosystem, if you like. So we've got various different incubators, various different co-working spaces and office providers. So yeah, that's that, that's our kind of potted history of the technology parks. Yeah, I, I, I just want to add some more program that we are doing at the moment. So in terms of our current program, we have some incubation programs going on, including Cooper Project and Project 21. For example, with the Cooper Project, we offer six-month free residencies in our co-working space, as well as tailor business support to breed star, breed investment, and breed revenue businesses. Like we particularly focus on early stage businesses and to help them. And usually we focus particularly in tech and digital sector. So yeah, and apart from the Cooper project, we also have scale up program where we help established businesses to scale up, to grow to the net level. For example, if they're at the um, pre-investment, we try to help them to the investment stage, you know, pre-startup, we help them to start up stage and something like that. And along with that, we also have locate program that help new businesses to soft land into the city and help them test if Sheffield is the right place for, for them to run their business as well. And, and depend on the, the, the time, we have different kind of program that help businesses, you know, so <laughs> it should really depend on what the city needs us. And, and then we just design our program to suit the market needs to help yeah. businesses in general. Okay. That there's a really important point for us in that if you look at the startup economy in Sheffield, back in 2018, there was a kind of there was a few accelerator programs like Dot Forge Accelerator had been there. Uh, there was a few startup weekends, but there wasn't much after that. You know, so if you if you went to something like Startup Weekend, there wasn't a subsequent program which got you kind of on board and worked with you for a longer period of time. And since then, <clears throat> we've got loads of stuff. So. We're part of the Sheffield Incubator Accelerator Network, which we help found, and that covers the Advanced Wellbeing Research and Centres Accelerator Program. It covers Collider and Barclays Eagle Lab down at the Castle House. Both universities kind of entrepreneurship programs as well, and we've got Twinkle Hive on there. So you know, there's other people as well. The council council are involved there, and I suppose it's you know that startup ecosystem is really well established now you know and we still need more people to start businesses and we we kind of exist at that pre pre-validation stage don't we you know help people work out people yeah. with an idea break down the barriers to setting a business up come and test the idea with us and then we can move forward what we focused on as well is you know if if that bit of the market or that bit of the ecosystem is kind of up and running and thriving you know there's not a lot more we can add to that you know you don't want to just keep chucking more and more layers on that it needs to be quite coherent what a startup can access and exploit so we started doing stuff around inward investment with the locate program a couple of years ago we had a, you know we've had three or four interesting businesses come to the city and establish and grow here so it is a model but it's quite hard you know that's that's not something you can kind of do 
in a, in a time limited thing. It has to be ready for the business and it's very much kind of attracting opportunities to the region as well. So they come and create local jobs here from, out, from uh, outside of the area. Yeah. And so I'm I'm quite well aware of the Cooper project and Project 21. To be fair, I don't know enough about Locate. Would be interested to to learn more. Sounds sounds very interesting, and it has does add the potential to bring startups that are probably in, in other cities and want to relocate to Sheffield and help them to establish themselves. Yeah, but apart from all the programs that you have, the way I encountered Sheffield Technology Parks in my life was through the Startup Weekend, which Tom just mentioned. You sponsored. At, at least at least three startup weekends, at least the ones that I've been part of, probably before that as well. And so you're also currently supporting my podcast. So what is the vision behind supporting elements of the ecosystem apart from building these programs for businesses? It's a good question. So, you know, beyond our kind of four walls of working with our resident businesses, we've always tried to animate the sector as well. So we ran, I think, from 20... In 2014, we started the platform event, which you may have been to, and that was literally what it was, a platform for other people to tell tell their story, to introduce their projects, to share their news. It was never really about us. You know, what we do is try and enable other stuff to happen. So, you know, all of our projects are kind of aimed at working with other people rather than kind of glorifying ourselves, if you like. So what, rather than try and do, again, it's, it's like anything, Rather than trying to do it all ourselves, we find someone like you that's just got the initiative to start a podcast up about startups and people are hearing about all the interesting businesses and the opportunities for startups in the city. Why would we try and copy that when you're doing it already? And I'd far rather help you, you know, support you to continue this. Same with the Startup Weekend, you know, that's that's a really good funnel for people in the city to kind of go and test, you know, their appetites at a business. There's so much happens at Startup Weekend. And that's, as, as you found, that's where people start that kind of mindset, you know, that entrepreneurial mindset. So we help that really early stage. And obviously the, the life cycle of someone is, you, you know, our, our ideal client, if you like, I guess, listens to your podcast, then gets involved in Startup Weekend, then does a bit of pre-validation for us at the Cooper Project or with us at the Cooper Project, then goes on to an accelerator program in one of the other places in the city and then decides to set a business up and create more jobs. You know, that's ultimately the, the narrative that we're, we're working towards. So, yeah, we do lots of other things, you know, we've sponsored various other organizations and even if it's like as light touch as giving people space to run events, you know, meet, we support a lot of meetups. We had thousands of people in 2019 when you could meet up, but thousands of people come through the door at the Cooper buildings and we were open till like eight, nine o'clock at night. We kind of put that investment in our, into our kind of staff being there and like facilitating those events because other people were running them voluntarily, you know, so they're putting their time in. So we put ours in. That's, that's the kind of way we try and enable stuff. Yeah. And I think in my opinion, supporting these elements in the startup ecosystem in Sheffield, very important as well, because for example, with your podcast, you will let people know what's going on in Sheffield and how people can support new local businesses as well. So, and hopefully from that, it can encourage more people to start up their own business as well. And, and maybe they will, you know, they will be aware of we here at Sheffield Technology Park with the Cooper project can help them and they can come to us. So that I think is really useful in that way. My next question is particularly to Rose. Rose, is Sheffield's business climate good for starting a business? And even if it's good, what could be better? 
That's very interesting questions. Personally, I think yes. For me, Sheffield is a city strongly embracing the entrepreneurial culture, in my opinion. And from my observation, I can say Sheffield has several local business support programs. For example, you can see like Business Sheffield, Lone Park, Collider, you know, with us, Cooper Project, you know, etc. So, and these programs will help businesses get their idea off the ground particularly for early stay and startup businesses, or it can be available to anyone who live in Sheffield and want to learn how to start up a business. So yeah, and, and as, as, as an international person, I would say Sheffield has an atmosphere of open-mindedness and inclusivity that makes it a great place to start business. But in terms of the chain that I would say I would love to see more entrepreneur hope and community where people can come together to meet each other, to learn, to share, to collaborate and to grow together. And I think it would not only a great support in terms of soft skill or technical skill, but also the emotional and moral support as well as a community. I think that's a really interesting point, isn't it? You know, and what we've found in our kind of small, narrow experience is when there's a kind of a community of startups working closely together and they're kind of on that journey together. And they can be at different stages, but they're all in the same kind of room. And, you know, very much that, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but collaborating with each other and bouncing ideas and things. That's when you feel, you, you kind of sense that's when it works the best. And I think, my appeal to people listening to this is if you've got a business idea, no matter how radical or how hard you might think it is, it's come and speak to someone like Rose or myself or one of the other kind of startup providers or support providers in the city, because we're not going to, we're not going to just, you know, tell you it's a daft idea and like forget all about it. You know, we'll help you work out why it might be a bit of a daft idea, but how, how good bits of that idea could come about and how, it, how you could take it from an idea to being in a business. We need more people. I don't want to say take risk. You know, there is an element of risk starting a business up, but the the, the support that's available in Sheffield means you can de-risk that to quite a high degree. You know, you don't need to mortgage your house and, and put it put your life on the line. You can do a lot of that early stage work, and then you can make a, a kind of uh, informed decision at, at a certain point whether it's something you want to pursue full time or work part time on it. I think most of our startups actually work part-time don't they Rose you know so it's a kind of side yeah. hustle for a bit they do all the kind of legwork understanding what the market is and who the first clients might be and then they can decide whether that's after a few months or a few years that's they can kind of take the leap and, and kind of go for it so we have some people work with us for a couple of weeks you know like get themselves set up the company's formated, you know, formated, formed, the, the shares are distributed, they've got a client and they're off. And that's really where our support ends there. I think we could do a lot more about investment, but I think that that's a kind of, you know, it's the chicken and egg thing, isn't it? The more startups mm. there are, the more investable businesses or opportunities there will be, investors would come. Whereas at the moment, if you have a business that needs investment, it's easier to leave the area than it is to sit and wait for an investor to come to you. So there is big kind of big projects working towards attracting investors to the region. And I think they are now. And again, it's like the more examples of businesses raising investment, the more investors will be interested in angel syndicates booking on and stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's a great, you, you know, I think it's a great collaborative city. I think people give their time 
way more than you know other cities so you can go to pretty high up people in other organizations that have been through your journey whether that's a few years or yeah. decades ago they're really willing to, to kind of help you and kind of touch base with you through that journey as well so yeah. that's that's what i've always found very positive about the city I think just a quick point, uh, I think I agree with Tom that sometimes starting a business, it can be very scary, but I would say if you have any idea that you would like to start up a business, then please find somebody to talk to. And from that, you might explore different or many other opportunities around you that you might not be aware of. So, yep. and also remember, you are not alone on that journey you still have a lot of other entrepreneurs around you that you can learn from and share your idea with them as well. So, yeah, just, just thought that's something to share. Yeah, I think it's a good point. There is a bit of a safety net, but all in a, in, in, in a positive way set, where exactly as you say, you could keep your, you could keep your full-time job. You, should, you don't need to risk your mortgage. You don't need to risk your livelihood. You don't need to risk your savings. And you can just try to validate your idea, see if it actually makes sense. Talk with a lot of people that can help you to see whether it's worth it to, to actually put more money. And so mm -hmm. I think this is the better way to do it. No one should actually be risking their livelihood in the pursuit of a business. So in that sense, I completely agree with you. And Sheffield is a good place indeed because Business Sheffield and STP and Twinkle Hive, a lot of places really offering these resources uh, to make sense of the business that you're trying to create. And also on another note, uh, I want to give a shout out to a member of, of your Cooper project because you said that someone can always come to Cooper project and talk to you. And that also counts for your for the members of your project. Darren Ford from Same Day, he's been so helpful to to one of my friends who's actually joined Project 21, Aknav. And yeah, just the openness to, 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 to get in touch with someone, to share your idea, to get some advice, that's really invaluable. So special shout out to Darren for being a great guy. Yeah. And my, my next question is to Tom. Probably hundreds, if not thousands of founders have gone past you through Sheffield Technology Parks. Is there anything that signals success? And can you tell us about a situation where someone surprised you by beating all odds and succeeding? Yeah, I mean, I'm never really surprised. It, it makes you kind of... Uh, I don't know if pride's the right word, but when you see a business kind of nail it and know know what they're doing. So I think, you know, the first part of your question is, you know, what's what makes a successful business? I think it's it's the the people for a start, you know, it's the it's the mix of people, it's their attitude, but it's their knowledge of the market as well. So if they are kind of addressing a known problem, if they've worked with the issue and kind of working in that, or if they're leaders in their field as well. So they they've been kind of working on a particular niche for a long time and people just gravitate towards them because they're the, they're the best people to do it. So I think that's, as a baseline, that is it, you know, know, know what you're dealing with, know who you're selling to, know what your clients need. And with that, you'll see even like a lot of the businesses we work with are service providers, you know, they're IT service providers or they're, you know, they might do a bit of development work, but a lot of it is kind of maintenance and service yeah. desk stuff as well. You know, so probably got five or six similar businesses. But then out of that, you'll see the service-led stuff leads to a product development. So if you speak to the guys at Rebel Base Media, which was podcast websites, they're just constantly growing, constantly pivoting, you know, yeah. putting bits of their business, you know, prioritizing different bits of their business and constantly growing. And I just checked in with Kieran from, from there just last week. And it's just good 
like not seen him for a while. Obviously, they've been working remotely as much as they can. So just hearing about how much they've done and how many staff they've employed, uh, albeit remotely, and all the challenges we're having a remote team and things. So, so yeah, I, I would say that. You know, from and again, it's a fairly narrow view. We we only work with a certain amount of businesses, but yeah. some. I think my I always say this to the startups we work with. It's obviously good to go, you know, with huge ambition and think we're going to be the next whatever, you know, unicorn. But the reality is, not many businesses will get there. So be happy with wherever you get to as well. You know, if if you've got a five-person web agency and that's what you want, then great. You know, you're working on some interesting projects with some interesting clients. That isn't any less successful than getting a million pound investment and going doing some international platform or app or whatever, you know? So it's, it's kind of, I, I, and I, you know, you look at Sheffield's economy and it is very much based made up of, of that kind of size of agency. So we just need more people to do that kind of agency. If that's the model, you know, we just need more people to try and get to that point. What's a fact is that in 2020 Sheffield received five times less funding than leads for tech businesses. Why do you think that is and what can be done for that to change? I think it's just the maturity of the, the landscape, right? You know, so Leeds and Manchester are much bigger cities than Sheffield. Mm. Uh, Sheffield has this probably slightly slower development rate than other cities, but that's almost what gives it its uniqueness as well. Mm. You know, we're not an identical city. We're not a Leeds or a Manchester, we're a Sheffield, right? You know, so... I think, you know, the investment landscape in the city is probably still in its infancy. As I said earlier, there's plans to address that to ensure like Sheffield captures the imagination of investors. But I think the reality is at the moment, if you need investment, it's quicker to go to other cities than it is to, to sit and wait in Sheffield. So I think that's not necessarily something the individual startups can address. That's probably more of a play for people like us to ensure that the investor networks are aware of what's going on in Sheffield and really promoting the, the success stories and what's happening. But I think the other thing is, you know, on paper, there's obviously a lot less investment, but there are some really interesting investments happening and you just maybe don't hear about it that much. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's something I think the city's been weak on and I think we're getting better at it. You know, organizations like Sheffield Digital really driving forward a lot of the news around, you know, the news and also the kind of policy around the, the digital sector as well. Yeah. So it will come, you know, we've been working on this for, five years it might take another five to to get to where we think is an appropriate level but then will Leeds and Manchester always be ahead of us you know and we'll you know I don't think we should always beat ourselves up about being behind somewhere else it's about having what you need and provided the opportunities are there for businesses the investment opportunities are there for the businesses we've got then I think that's that's a good point to get to I think what we need to do is stop them leaving the leaving the city and going to other regions to get investment because that's when you lose the obviously the IP to another region as well. So I hope that with own business support program available in the city, there will be an increase of more startup, especially tech startup in in Sheffield, and that will help Sheffield become a player that is more attractive to investor in the future. So yeah, and, and and I believe Sheffield will continue to scale up its tech and digital ecosystem as well. Yeah, and I agree about the visibility aspect. Only on my podcast I've spoken with, for example, Natterhub, with Forjo, with Productive Machines. Are so just the first that come to my mind, but I'm sure that there's more amongst the ones that I spoke with who who received this investment, and they're all based in based in Sheffield. Mm -hmm. So definitely, 
more visibility should be given to the ones that done it. Actually, I'm recording with uh, with Manjit from Natterhub in about four or five days, and we're going to talk specifically about fundraising. So that's going to be interesting to hear about their journey and what what they did different because obviously they did something something right. What's also exciting is you've got organisations like Twinkle and Tripad starting yeah. to do their own investment pieces yes. in the city, and I think that's really that is really kind of community minded isn't it you know mm. it's a local based companies offering local opportunities yes. and local investment so that i think that will be a model that is looked looked upon with interest from other regions as well that's pretty special i think to sheffield yeah. and the volume and, and kind of throughput of those businesses uh, and investments will be interesting as well so yeah you're right i think it's one of those things isn't it you know I've said before, how do you shout about being modest? And I think that's for for a city, that's something we need to address. But that's also what people like about us. You know, we're not particularly loud or, you know, I don't know, bold. And I think we definitely should be, but it's almost one of its charms, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard of that about the ethos of Sheffield and in comparison with Manchester, a couple of probably about a year, year and a half ago, where Manchester is this youth driven very fast paced kind of smaller london rather than sheffield is a bit slower a bit more family oriented maybe and that's where kind of the differences even in investment come which as you say it's not necessarily a bad thing and it's definitely not a not something that can be uh, over overcome and which can't even be a strength to sheffield Mm. and to the startups within it i think what's what, what i'm really keen to make sure is that if you know post-COVID, if businesses, if startups are thinking, okay, we don't want to be in central London, where else could we go? They don't just go straight to Manchester or straight Mm -hmm. to Birmingham. They do consider the smaller regional cities as well. And, you know, thinking about a live-work balance as well as a business environment, Sheffield's definitely got that. But it's, yeah, it's making sure as well as calling ourselves the outdoor city, we're open for business as well. And Mm -hmm. we've got opportunities for business here. I think that's that's one one of the kind of locate things, you know, come to Sheffield, we'll accommodate you for free, show you around, expand your networks. And I guess if you don't like it, then you can go wherever you were going to go before. But I'm pretty confident when we bring people to Sheffield, they like it and they'll stay. Yes, 100% agree. I see the last question that I've, that I've written. And to be fair, I don't like how I formulated it because I don't want you to talk about like one specific startup from Sheffield Technology Parks that that you like more than the others. But let's say, can each of you share about one business that you're currently working with, which you find interesting and which you find you find the concept of that business interesting? So, yeah, for me, uh, like I mentioned before, I have worked with many interesting businesses and founders as well in Sheffield. But at the moment, I would say one of the Cooper entrepreneur I am working with that he is working on a business idea about digital footprint and personal data management. So, and I believe that is the real big market problem. And 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 I think if he takes the idea in the right direction, this business has potential to become very big in the future. You're talking about like Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing. So it, it can come to that level as well. So, but I think he got the right people here. He just need kind of like bring more people with the right skill on board to really help him to move the ID forward. I think that's a really, that's something I didn't say about the ecosystem developing as well. Like having some kind of forum for co-founders to meet, I think would be really useful. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something I'm really keen to kind of push. Yeah, I mean, 
going going back to individual businesses, I I as the CEO of the tech parks can't offer a single, you know, a single favorite, if you like. They're all as good as each other. But they're all different, right? You know, so even the Cooper project, we've had people, like I said, addressing huge global markets that like Rose just suggested there. But we also have people that kind of set up and become freelance, you know, and for me, seeing them get their first few jobs and become a sustainable freelancer is as kind of successful as being able to build out a team and grow a, a business. You know, it's all about the personal ambition as well as the business ambition. So, yeah, I think, you know, the, there's ones to look out for. Rebel-based media, which I mentioned earlier, they're, they're really interesting. They do a lot of work in the US. And I think, that, you know, they're, they're definitely motoring. They've been working hard for a long time. But there's other, yeah, there's loads of other businesses in, in the tech parks as well as on the Cooper project that are doing really interesting projects. And again, we don't, we don't hear enough about them. So we do a lot of blog posts on our website around specific things and we're just trying to do a, a big social media push now on mm-hmm. kind of telling people what's going on because I think people are just coming out of the woodwork now and just starting to creep out and come back to the office. And it's, yeah, I want to kind of get that animation back. Yeah. Okay. So all that's left now is the five questions, which I ask all of my guests at the end of the podcast. Shall we do them in a bit of a blitz fashion? Yeah, you can do it. I didn't see these questions. Sorry, Dennis. Ah, no worries. So the first one is for each of you to recommend a book that every founder or a future founder you think should read. I would always say nail it and scale it, but there's other similarly good validation books out there, but that that's just fairly yeah. concise, you know. Okay. Yeah, I think in terms of validation, like Tom said, it, it would be good if you can read Lean Startup. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Lean methodology when you start up your business, especially for the tech startup as well. So, yeah. Okay. Could you quickly tell us one business idea that each of you had, but you never started? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Very interesting questions. Yeah, I would say I did have an idea about international home cook food platform because I I am from you know I am international and I always want to have international food but I it's very hard for me to buy especially Asian food so I'm thinking about that and a business idea but I never have chance to start it to get it started so yeah I wouldn't say I've had a business idea but there's a few that have come through that I've really thought like if I didn't have anything else to do, I would love to co-found with those guys and like really go. I guess we're in a privileged and spoiled position that we get to see all the interesting ideas come through and kind of cherry pick the favorite or cherry pick the ones that most interest you. But that wasn't necessarily the business idea, the one I'm thinking of. It wasn't the business idea that was interesting. It was the, the founder skill set as well. So I just felt like the questions they were asking me, I could have brought to the table and there was stuff they knew that I didn't, couldn't or wouldn't have needed to learn. Yes. Um, and it's just that thing. And that's actually, I think, the genesis of that co-founder kind of forum or co-founder dating or something to find other people that there would have been someone else like me with a skill set similar that could have worked with them, you know. Yes. Next one is for each of you to tell us one place in Sheffield that everyone should visit. Oh, well, I think everyone's probably been, but I'd say outside, you know, go up to the Eastern Moors in the Peak District and just sit and listen to the silence and see the deer. And then you can walk back to the city in about an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> you can be back at work. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll say one of the very good spots in the Beast District as well, that Lady Power 
reservoir, a very nice yes. uh, place there. So yeah, just. Okay. The next question is with a bit of a philosophical tone. If you had 15 minutes with your 20 year old selves, what would you tell them? I, I feel like it'd be a frustrating 15 minutes knowing that they weren't really listening to me. <laughs> but I would just tell them that you can never make a wrong decision. Yeah. And someone told me that probably when I was 25, 26. You always, you never make a decision knowing that it's the wrong one, right? You always make a decision which was right for you at the time. And I think you've got to learn from those decisions and you've got to make future decisions off the back of how that turned out, but it was never the wrong one. Yeah. For me, if I, if I go back and I have 15 minutes, I'm going to say, if you are thinking about doing something big, then let's start doing it now. But you don't need to do it big, do it small. And then it's, it will start, you know, building up to the big things later on. And don't procrastinate. Let's do it now. When I'm talking now, not, not, not later or tomorrow, I mean now. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to tell to myself. And the last question is one sentence to tell me one big, hairy and audacious goal for Sheffield Technology Parks. Well... Four months ago, I would have said securing a second site, but we've just been pointed on Leah's yard. So I don't need any more audacious goals. <laughs> I want to kind of fully focus on uh, the Cooper buildings in the Leah's yard for the next few years. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if Tom agree with me, but I, yeah, I, my, my one of the goals that I put in my mind for Cooper Project is to be with, to become a strong, supporting, and inclusive startup acad academy as well as the tech community for people to come and to meet with each other. And that hopefully that will attract more investment into the city as well. Yeah, I think definitely do, do more of what we're doing uh, and attract more people, that'd be great. Make sure to visit Sheffield Technology Parks' website, especially if you have an idea that you want to test. As said in the podcast, there are many tools in Sheffield to use to your disposal to validate the business before you mortgage your house and take unnecessary risk. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And stay in touch with STP because hopefully with the easing of the COVID restrictions, there soon will be meetups to happen physically. I personally can't wait to get together in a room with the people I've had on my podcast, but also to meet a lot others that I haven't met yet. She Valley is supported by Sheffield Technology Parks. I thank each and every one of you listening to the podcast. Have a great day and until next time.